If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Hey, good morning, everyone, and welcome back. It is FPC Radio Live. It's Tuesday, December the 12th. It's 12-12, John. 12-12. You know what that means, right? It's, it's Aaron Rodgers yeah. Day. <laughs> you know, well, that was the August 8th, actually. Well, I, I, uh, as soon as I, I, I paused there, I, I realized in my head, I was like, oh, I think I just opened the door for him. And there you were, quick-witted. I should have kept your mic muted. Should have kept you kept mm. you muted, but uh, no, it is Tom Brady Day, as it is every day in my life. But um, today, especially, and then a, a, more especially on uh, June twelfth of uh, next year, of course. But um, no, I mean, obviously, you know, it's twelve. Any anytime twelve comes into the into play, it's 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 Tom Brady related. So actually, you know, it's Tom Brady Month. Actually, December makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Exactly. I mean, you know, they were always. Well, re- Really good in December, closing out the deal, you know, getting ready for the playoffs, yep. you know, going on a run. So kind of makes sense. Someone so, was born in December that people put right alongside Brady is, you know, their their uh, savior. Oh, so, yeah. right, right, right. Okay. That's where we went with that. Yeah, hey, you know what? Where, where's he's, you know, he he might be cleared to play soon, you know, which uh, which I first of all, John, I, I what who's who's clearing him to play, Doctor Nick? Like, <laughs> come on, like. <laughs> The guy, the guys, the guys almost for. He did turn forty, so he, you know, or thirty nine. What, what is it? How old is he? I don't even know. He's forty. He yeah, turned he's 40. forty yeah. earlier this month. Yeah, exactly, yep. exactly. He's forty. That's what. That's what I thought. I thought maybe the ayahuasca made a taken a year off his life or something like that. I'm not quite well, sure. Well, I was but. thinking of Brady when I brought that up, though. You know, Brady and someone else that has a birthday. Well, Brady's birthday is in August, but obviously someone else that's uh, maybe even above Brady was born on uh, the twenty fifth <laughs> or whatever day. Depending on what uh, stories you believe, but well, there's a lot of great swells, though, right? I mean, yeah. you got Brady, you got Rogers, you got Bradshaw, you got Staubach, you got a lot of guys that won Super Bowls that were twelve. Brian uh, Bob Greasy, yeah, also oh. number twelve. No, yeah. I mean it's a, it's a, it's a great, it's a great quarterback number. It's a great quarterback number. Oh, yeah, sixteen, uh, really good. Obviously Montana, but twelve is the number. It's no, the most Super Bowls. I mean. No, and and like that's the thing too. It, it and that that's why it's it's just an iconic number. That's why it's like you you'll you'll never see it like. Retire. That's why football numbers don't necessarily get retired. Obviously, because the dynamic and the number of well, <laughs> the number of actual players on a team would be kind of foolish to to retire numbers. Um, but uh, you know, twelve is obviously very iconic. You, look, you're probably not going to see someone wear the jersey twelve in a Patriots uniform. They may. I don't know if they'll quote unquote retire the number. You know, they they might. They might, John. Actually, like individual franchises. I I think. Yeah, no, I I think the Patriots they would. should if yeah, they're going to no, retire oh, any number. They should, should they be should, that yeah. one. I don't. I always push back when people say, "Well, the league should retire the number," and I'm like, "No, no, the league." Well, it, it, not the only numbers that should be retired in a league, um, like Jackie Robinson. I mean, it was more than just the sport itself. Like, right. There's no one in football that's comparable to Jackie Robinson. 
right. Well, Babe Ruth, and, I mean, I mean, or, yeah. Or like that, in terms of saving a yeah. sport or saving society of being that impactful to society. So there's, I mean, Jim Brown, yeah, 32 is a great number. 12 is a great number. Those are your two guys that we would put at the top of the list. But yeah, I, I wouldn't retire it league wide. Absolutely not. But the Patriots should absolutely retire. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> all, all the value, a lot of the value that Robert Kraft has and Bill Belichick's bank account are tied directly to right. number 12. <laughs> Well, and like, look, I mean, and it's like, it sounds like, oh, that's, that's, of course they will. Well, I mean, it's like, I, you see practice squad guys out there wearing 87 all the time. You know what I mean? It's like, they don't necessarily care too much about the, but Brady's obviously, obviously different. Um, anyway, so last night though, we had a, we had a couple, um, <laughs> interesting, uh, results. Uh, certainly not what I expected. Yeah. Um, but it was all overshadowed by Chiefs fans continuing to complain, John. It's, it's crazy. It drives me nuts. <laughs> no. Uh, they, uh, Does that hinder you from watching the game? You no, were that well, distracted I, uh, that you I, couldn't watch? Well, every time I look on Twitter and I, I see uh, uh, a Kansas City Chiefs fan account proclaiming that, that Mahomes was just trying to bring attention to bad officiating, I laughed so hard that I missed like six plays. I just I couldn't bring myself together to actually focus back on the game. So, yes, it did kind of impact my, my viewing of last night's uh, action, which was entertaining. Interesting. We're going to have to put you on a time limit each day for Twitter. Like, yeah, you know, well. like a 13-year-old can only have the phone for so much. We're going to have to do that with you. One hour day of Twitter, and then that's it. Yeah, well, that that would obviously, that would do leaps and bounds for my mental health. I, I would no doubt about that. <laughs> I actually want to do that regardless. But um, I, it, it is, um, I, I have enjoyed, you know, because I, look, I said it here yesterday, and if there's any Chiefs fans listening, like, let the guy take his licks, man. It, it does you no good to sit there and, and com- continue. I mean, we're two days later, John, and there are still people just ranting and raving. I mean, there I, I've seen so many screenshots of of, uh, uh, of different teams and, and uh, first down marking lines that I, I hope they know don't actually exist on the football field and are only a TV thing. Um, mm-hmm. But I've seen so many of those over the last couple lines. And, and at the end of the day, John, that doesn't change the fact that they still had opportunities after that play to win the game, and they had that drive prior to that where they went through promptly went three and out. So look, you, you're you're complaining because you know maybe in a way, John, and this is what I think is going on right now. Subconsciously, subconsciously, they don't want to approach the actual issues this team has, and it's not just the wide receivers, John. The quarterback has some to blame, too, because he just hasn't been that good this season. And I know they can't bring themselves to accept it, but that's the reality of it. And that's why this Chiefs team is, well, we're going to do our top five teams later. And I I can't, I mean, as tough as it was to find five top teams, um, I don't even think I consider Kansas City as one of them for a second. So, you know, that's that's what they're trying to reconcile right now. And uh, I, I think it's leading to some emotional um, <laughs> responses over this whole officiating thing, which I happen to find pretty funny at times because, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm a funny guy, or at least I appreciate humor. I'm funny yeah, to myself. And to be, you know, like Joe Pesci yes. and Goodfellas, who, by the way, was Tommy DeVito. Right. Was, Tommy DeVito had a pretty, pretty darn good game last he night. Did. I know, I know you were Cutler. cheering him. Oh, yeah. It's always good when Paisan's a really good at quarterback. And, you know, we've had two all-time great quarterbacks that are Italian-American, right? Joe Montana and Dan Marino. Right, and maybe right. we'll claim Aaron Rodgers because we don't even know 
Uh, if he <laughs> talks to his family, so maybe he is Italian American. Maybe yeah. he was adopted. Yeah, there you know. go. <laughs> You're just gonna claim. Just claim him. Why not? No one else has. No, no, no one wants him. Yeah. his own family, and he doesn't want his family, so he's an orphan, and and I'm here to you know bring him in. There you go. There you go. So, uh, but anyways, no. Last night, obviously, the Titans and Giants surprised the uh, the Dolphins and um, Packers. You know. The, the Packers, maybe like four or five weeks ago, if you told me the Giants beat the Packers, it probably wouldn't be too much of a surprise. But the Packers have been playing some really good football over the last uh, month and a half. So this was definitely a, a little bit of a hiccup, certainly against a team that's, um, you know, a little bit closer to the number one overall seed than they are to the playoff uh, positioning. Um, but, you know, uh, it, it, you know, for Miami, it's like I looked at we, – we talked about this going into it, and it's like, okay, we saw Tennessee as kind of a – you know, they're, they're not a good team. I mean, does it mean they're not capable of winning games? Absolutely not. We, we've seen that before. But I certainly thought this was going to be a, a Miami offensive show, and it just didn't happen. And, and look, I mean, you look at the landscape of the AFC, and the, the, who, who do you trust? No one right now. No I mean, one. I know Baltimore looks like the best team in the AFC for sure, but, you know, they were back and forth with the Rams on Sunday, and, you know, you still question if Lamar has enough on the outside to help him. If, if Baltimore had Mark Andrews healthy and maybe he comes back at the end of the season, he suffered a really bad ankle injury a few mm-hmm. weeks ago, then maybe Baltimore is a clear-cut favorite because that's his favorite target. They have a really good defense and they've got a great kicker. If it comes down to kickers, which yeah. sometimes it does, they have a guy that you trust. Maybe there's a team, but I still think they have plenty of question marks. I don't see anybody in the AFC that looks like a lock right now. That's why you still kind of have to think of the Chiefs who are playing horrible football. Not horrible football, but they're 2-4 and four in their last six. Um, you know, and here's the Dolphins with a chance to get right even with the Ravens for the number one seed in the AFC. They're at home. They hadn't lost at home all year. They hadn't been close games all year at home. The Titans had one on the road. It looks like a, a layup, yeah. although I did like the Titans with the points because they can run the football and the physical and all that stuff and yada, yada, yada. The Titans pull off a win. The Titans turned the ball over three times within, within their own 15-yard line, which led to 21 points, and the Dolphins still couldn't win with that. Yeah. Probably what a gift or three gifts. Well, it's like, look, I mean, if it was ever apparent that <laughs> that the that the Super Bowl champion, I mean, it, it seems very apparent that the Super Bowl champion is eventually going to come from the NFC because no matter who, right now, even Baltimore, no matter who comes out of that that conference, am I giving them a chance against the 49ers? Absolutely not. You I, wouldn't I, give the Ravens a chance against the 49ers? No. Uh, because we're going to play later in the season, so we'll get a little test of that. But because, I, you know, I'm looking at the Ravens, and it's like as much as I want to – trust me, I, I picked them before the season to go to the Super Bowl. So I want mm-hmm. – you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I want to be right. Trust me. I, I Throw me a bone here. Like, I've been serving I, guy, you. Yes. Absolutely. You know? I'm in all, this business, we all are. Exactly. Me, I'm exactly. Rooting, I'm rooting for Cincinnati to win the AFC and yeah. Dallas to win the NFC. I know. So you're still hanging on to it. It's like, well, I'm at least your Dallas, your Dallas pick is pretty good. But, yeah. look, I mean, the, the Ravens, I mean, there's just something I, I feel like is missing. Like, as great as Lamar Jackson has played, he hasn't – you know what? It, it, it's like, again, it's just no one's really taken a stranglehold of this conference. And that's something that we're used to seeing for the longest time is eventually the good teams. Now, it may not always be pretty, but you know what they do well. What do the Ravens do well? Well, they 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 I mean, they do win games. I'm not I feel like I'm not trying to take it away from them, but I I just don't know if if 
Like, do you think Lamar Jackson is having a great season? No. So that's yeah. why I always, you know, push back when people said he's the leader among MVP candidates. He's sensational. He, he again, wins games. That's obviously very important. He can win in multiple ways. But, no, he's not having the same year that Dak Prescott's having, who to me is clearly the MVP with 28 touchdown passes mm-hmm. and only six interceptions. So Baltimore plays really good defense. Now, is that enough to carry you over the finish line and win a Super Bowl? I don't think so. Probably not. You're going to have to have a game where you're going to have to score. Look, they had to put up 37 to win on Sunday, and they won it on a walk-off punt return for a touchdown that generally doesn't happen all that often um so good for them you know their special teams have always been pretty good because john harbaugh is a special teams coach but yeah i mean offensively it still seems somewhat wonky and the thing that always concerns me about the ravens is they always have like one bad quarter in some of these big games i mean i i just go back to last year when they were blowing out miami and then in the fourth quarter, Miami scored five touchdowns which almost seems impossible yeah like how this was no turnovers it was all on offense how do you even get five possessions to score five touchdowns? So it just seems like maybe they're not good at situational football. Maybe, maybe that's what I'm getting at where, you know, uh, and that's not, no that's not when you're up good big. for, and that's not good in the yeah. playoffs. No, that's not good in the playoffs. That's what the Patriots are so good at. And, and yes, give Kansas city credit. They did win the Super Bowl last year, three close games. They played situational football pretty well. And that maybe is what separated them from everyone else in winning that championship. So I, that's my only concern with Baltimore. I don't know how their situational football is um and that's look when it's that close with these teams again there's, there's no team in the league that's like the 1989 49ers who was just way better than everybody yeah. um there's no one like that i mean as great as the patriots were in winning those super bowls they won a lot on the margins they had the greatest quarterback ever they had a great coach and and they played great situational football and they weren't just stampeding through the playoffs like well, part, you know, the part of that bears or the 89 Part of that too is John that, and we're seeing this now, especially in the AFC, is that the just the the, the competition was better. I mean, when when your when your rival is Peyton Manning and the Colts, yeah, it's going to be tough to, to stampede through, you know. Cool. And then when your you know second rival is Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers, and then you have that great Ravens defense with Ray Lewis and and all those guys, you know what I mean? There's you you look at the AFC now, and it's like, well, Justin Herbert looks like he's going in for surgery. He's going to be done for the year. Um, mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence looks like just the guy, in my opinion. I, there's nothing he's done for me. I, I, you know, he flashy plays don't mean nothing to me. I, I want consistency and I want eliteness, and I just haven't seen it from him. Um, you know, you look at uh, we we talk about it all the time. If Josh Allen can just stop with the stupid mistakes, but it's like, look, it's year five, year six. Like, mm-hmm. you know, how long is it going to take for him to get this out of his system, or is it just part of his game, which ultimately is going to hold him back? You know, from being, you know, a, another level of elite. So it's like, okay, Tua looked, well, not average, but certainly a lot less without Tyreek Hill when he wasn't out there. You know what I mean? So it's like, where's that? Where's that competition? You know, where's that? You know, uh, uh, so for me, if any year there should be a, a runaway favorite in the AFC. It should be this year because you think, okay, well, maybe it would have been the Chiefs or maybe the Ravens if, if Lamar Jackson was having an actual MVP-like season, but he's, he's just not. He's play, he's playing pretty good, pretty good. And I, ju- I don't know if that's good enough to win a Super Bowl. It might be good enough to get to a Super Bowl this year in the AFC for sure, but to go up against San Francisco and even, even Dallas, I, don't, I, I, don't, I wouldn't give him a shot. I think they'd have a shot only because I don't. Again, Brock Purdy is, is maybe against, a question mark. against so, Dallas. I would give them a shot against, against Dallas, Dallas not San Francisco. Dallas does have a tendency yeah. of 
letting the other team stay in the game. And I mean, San Francisco does look like the best team right now. And look, they, they remain healthy. They've been there. Um, there are players on this team that have played in the Super Bowl. This isn't a team that's mm-hmm. new to, to success. Um, so yeah, I, I don't. I wouldn't give him a shot against the 49ers. Dallas, yeah, because well, Dallas hasn't played past the divisional round in 30 years, so <laughs> the pressure might get to them eventually. Don't exaggerate. It's only 28. Oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. My bad. My bad. My bad. You were like nine the last time I know, they played crazy. In the conference championship game. I was still 32. So I, was I, re- I remember watching that too, though. That was that was my early. Some of my early years of watching football were. Uh, they beat the Packers in the. NFC Championship game in 1995. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Yeah. I watched that game. I watched yeah. that game. Yeah. Um, Those were good matchups. It was fun. It was fun. It, was, it forged my love of football. You know, I got in early 90s, you know, when I was like eight. You know, when you were first kind of impressed, you know, when when you could first appreciate some of the th- things you were watching, you can kind of remember too. You know what I mean? Um, That's about the right age. Seven, eight, you start. Yeah. Like my first sports memory, this is how old I am, is Bobby Orr. And the Boston Bruins winning the Stanley Cup in 1970. So you know, I, I, I thought you were going to say uh, 54 years. The Olympics John from Lawson's from uh, game and, yes, yes, in like exactly. ancient Greek. No, and I'm not Jesse talking Owen. about the one from like recently. I'm talking about like the no, no. actual ancient no. Greek Olympics. 1896. Yes, the, <laughs> no, the no, long game. before that. Even before, oh, before, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about you know BC or oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, Height I of the Roman Empire. I did not see Jesse Owens, you know, win gold medal at the Munich game, and uh, no, I, I missed that one. But, um, yeah, so you, I think seven or eight you start to do with it. And back then, Ian, it was strictly the NFC that dominated. You know, from yeah. 19, 1981 through 1996, so 16 years, the NFC won the Super Bowl 15 times. Yeah. The only interloper was the 83 Raiders. Every other year, the NFC won, and the games weren't generally close. Like, I mean, you know, we, we saw the Patriots, what, 46-10 to 10, losing to the Bears. Yeah. I mean, Patriots are somewhat close against the Packers, 35-21 they lost. But the, the average margin was like over 20 points. The games were over by halftime, it felt like. The halftime show was the end of the night. And now, at least, we see a lot of close Super Bowls. It's just the way the league is now. I mean, free agency had something to do with that. And then I think, you know, believe it or not, I think there's – I don't know how to put this without – giving a backhand compliment, but I think there are more franchises that are better run than maybe back then because yeah, the, the sure. teams are, because a lot, a lot of money is invested. So they'll make moves like back then the coach stayed with the team for well, 10 years. Free agency. Got awful. free agency, free agency, the I, biggest thing. Yeah. Biggest and, thing. and obviously that was well in place by the nineties, but you know, there was, it still took time for, for yep. things to kind of develop. I mean, certainly it, it just doesn't overnight become what it is now where it's like, you know, players are, are, jumping from team to team and all that. I mean, it took some time. I mean, a reason, one of the reasons why the 49ers stayed together for so long um, and and do all that. So, yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting how it plays out. Like I said, I, I did, prior to the season, pick the Ravens and the 49ers, and that, that looks as good as any. Looks good. For, for yep. a pick. Um, I'm far more confident in the 49ers, um, although I, I think they have – probably the stiffest comp- competition uh, in, in their own conference uh, with, with obviously Dallas and, and even the Eagles, even though they're stumbling a little bit. So like, you know, yeah, it, it, it'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens, but I, I, I must say before we, we're going to do our top five teams before we uh, end the day here, but I will say one more time, Chiefs fans, just let it go. Move on with your lives. Focus, focus on the things that they need to do on the football field. And there's plenty of them to, you know, make them a better team and, and stop worrying about 
the right call that was made and, and wondering why it was unfair for you. So, um, all right, top five teams. This was a struggle, John. I'm not going to lie. I, I like I almost couldn't find five teams that, that warranted being a, a top five. I almost made it top four, you know. But, not much more. <laughs> but, but I did manage to find a fifth team. Now, somewhat surprising, too, John. It might shock you a little bit, but I'm wondering if it's going to be the same as mine. But go ahead. Yeah, you know, is it? Is it? You know, maybe, maybe there's a, maybe, maybe we're thinking similarly here because, you know, I look across the landscape. I told you I didn't even consider putting the Chiefs in my top five because it's why, you know, why should I? They've lost four out of their last six games. Um, they they haven't. You know, this isn't a. They've lost some close, tight games. Like yeah, the one against Buffalo was close, but. They just didn't look good in the process, and they haven't really looked good in a long time. Um, my number five team, John, Denver Broncos. Well, great minds do think alike. Wow, okay, we are on the same yeah. page here, because I look at yep. it and I say, all right, the winners of six of the last seven, they've beaten the Packers, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Vikings, the Browns, good defense. They lost a pretty close one to the Texans, and they just beat the Chargers 24-7. to I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to find a team in the AFC right now that's been playing better, consistent football um, than the Denver Broncos. And and right before that that stretch happened, they lost a very close game, 19-8, to the Chiefs. So Mm -hmm. for the better part of the last two-plus months, they've looked like one of the better teams in the AFC. And and look, look, I've been highly critical of this team, of the quarterback, of, of everything involved with this for, for a while. I mean, I've obviously turned the page over the last few weeks. As I thought their defense has been playing really well. Um, but I'm looking across the league, and I'm like, who else right now deserves to be top five? Not the Lions. No. Not not uh, 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 not Jacksonville. Not Jacksonville. Not Kansas City. Not right. Kansas City. Miami is nine and four, but that was an awful that, loss yeah. last night. I, I, they're, they're not going to sn- – I don't care what their record is. They're, they're not going to sniff my top five until they – you know, they they, they gotta they, they they gotta prove it a little bit more. You know, we we suspected that they they tend to beat up a little bit on bad teams, and and there's really been nothing to convince me otherwise that that is just all they are right now. So, um, an explosive. Yeah, I'm with you on Denver yeah. number five. Yeah, I'm with you because their defense is really elevated. Uh, Russell Wilson's had a nice season. Sean Payton, we know can coach. I mean, he's a bit full of himself, but the guy is an accomplished NFL head coach and. The first month of the season was a disaster, but like you said, in the last month and a half, two months, who's playing better than them? They've won six out of seven. Their only loss came against Houston in Houston, and they were this close to pulling that mm-hmm. game out. If Russell Wilson doesn't throw an interception at the end, they'd be on a seven-game winning streak against some good competition. Like you said, they won at Buffalo. They beat Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Minnesota's not a bad team. Um, you know, Green Bay's pretty good. So, yeah, I, I have them at number five as well. I mean, well, this could be the area in that – Denver and Buffalo like sneak into the playoffs and end up meeting for the AFC Championship game, both at like ten and seven, and that wouldn't surprise me. Look, it, it could be because it's like, I mean, <clears throat> if, the, if the Chiefs and Broncos met this week, I'd pick the Broncos. And, and, yeah, that, and that's and, yeah. that, and that's that's even coming off of you know back to back losses where you're like, oh my god, you can't pick the Chiefs to lose three in a row. Well, I mean, they're just playing better right now. And, and look, John, they're they're. Seven and six, and the Chiefs are eight and five. Now, 
I, you know, it's it, it's still kind of a hurdle with only just a few games left to, you know, possibly see them leapfrog the Chiefs for the division. But, you know, look, if the, if the Patriots can somehow score some points, I wouldn't actually put it past them to, to, to beat the Chiefs because of their defense and, and how they've played Kansas City in the past, you know, and, and ha- has had some success neutralizing that offense. And that was when they were far better. Now they are literally middle of the pack. There is nothing special about this Kansas City offense. So, you know, if the Patriots can score a couple points, maybe we put them on upset alert again, and that opens the door for Denver. But um, this isn't a case, John, though, I, I want to be clear. This isn't a case of, like, we had to find a team. It felt like I had to find just find a team to put number five. But the more I looked at it, I was like, you know what? No, I think Denver really does deserve to be here, so. Yeah, you can't just look at the five best records in football and right. make them your top five teams because some teams just aren't playing well. Like, you know, like you said, Detroit and Miami are not playing at the level that we would have hoped they had played at if they were really contenders. Jacksonville as well, and mm-hmm. teams that have better records than Denver. But right now, Denver's playing better than any of those teams. Right, exactly, exactly. And look, if uh, you were to say Miami and uh, Denver rematch, I'd take Denver. And I know we we saw seventy to twenty. That was like kind of the big deal, at, you know, earlier in the season. But that was a long, long time ago. So, all right, and that's a revenge game if we've ever seen one. Yeah, right? yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. So, all right, my number four team, the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, and uh, this is a team that's I don't want to quite say is in a free fall right now, um, but they have not had a good couple weeks. And you know, they're they're if you were to ask me three weeks ago, who is probably the most complete team. I mean, obviously the 49ers would be mentioned, but the Eagles would be right there with them. Since then, um, they've been kind of dismantled by the other two best teams in that conference, the 49ers and the, and the Cowboys. So uh, very, very tenuous grasp on uh, being in this top five right now for the Eagles because, you know, they lose another game and then, you know, you start to really question how good this team really is because, I, you know, again, earlier in the season, we – we thought this was a, a pretty good team. They were winning a lot of close games, but we felt, well, this is just a team that knows how to win. It's not always going to be pretty, but they know how to win. Well, they forgot how to win the last few weeks, and, and if that continues, it's going to be a very short um, postseason for them. Their pass defense is awful, and, and Jalen Hurst is not having the year he had last year. He looks kind of beat up a little bit, and it's a physical style that he plays. Uh, the offensive line is still outstanding, but it's old. So that's always a concern as you get late in the season. I'm with you. Number four, I almost have a funny feeling we're going to agree in the exact order of the top five. There might be one difference, two and three, but I also have Philadelphia at number four. Yeah, and, and look, I mean, that, that's it does it once it get once you do get later in the season, it does narrow down the field of teams to be put into this list. But you know, this year it's, it's kind of a little little tricky because there are a lot of. Um, just, just unique situations or whatever. So, anyways, my number three team, and this is going to pretty much determine whether or not we're going to be in sync the whole time. I got the Baltimore Ravens, and you know, I like it, we we talked about it earlier. Like they've played some good football. They they're winning games, but it's not dominant, and it's not something that you're going to go bet the bet the house on and on any given week this postseason, um, and certainly not in the Super Bowl if it, if their opponent happens to be the Cowboys or the 49ers, uh, especially, like I said earlier, the 49ers. Uh, but, you know, when, when push comes to shove, they're the number one seed in the AFC East or AFC right now. Um, they've, they have the most wins. And, you know, when 
when you break it down, they they played the best. And again, that's it's more relative to, to what we've seen this year in that conference. Uh, would they be an elite team in some previous years? Probably not. But this year, sure. I mean, you got to put the Ravens up there. And uh, like I said, my my rooting interest is to see them win because that would mean I would be right preseason. So. There you go. Well, I'm probably agreeing with your preseason pick even more than you because I have Dallas, which was my NFC champion pick before the season started. I have them at number three because I just can't, and it did happen, what, two months ago? Yeah. I can't get that loss to San Francisco out of my mind, 42-10. Right. to 10. Now, they're a better team now than they were at that point. And you do want to kind of rank these teams on how they're playing right now, and Dallas looks really good. But I have Dallas at number three, thus Baltimore at number two, so I'm sure we're kind of flip-flopping right. those two positions. Well, uh, to, to full disclosure, I mean, I'm looking at my list right now, and I actually originally had the Ravens at two. I, I crossed them out and put the Cowboys in there. So we, we were very close to being pretty much in mm-hmm. sync. So, yeah, my obviously my number two um, team would be the Cowboys. And look, I mean, I have the same concerns you have. I mean, you still can't get that lot. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, I think our, our shared number one team is, is very clearly the number one team in the league. Um, you know, the Cowboys and I, another team I've been highly critical of, just like Denver, um, mostly because of the quarterback and kind of the their tendency to kind of shrink in the spotlight. And... But but after a while, you can't kind of ignore that they keep winning football games. And like you said, Dak Prescott looks like very clearly right now. It's funny how muddied the water was just a couple weeks ago, and now it seems pretty pretty clear who the MVP favorite is. There's really no discussion. I mean, you know, you, you, you can sit here and talk about Christian McCaffrey, and he'll get some juice, but the, the Tyreek Hill stuff is probably done. There's no other quarterback that's going to catch Dak right now in, in, in terms of um, – making the case i mean brock purdy will will get some love but like at the end of the day john him and christian mccaffrey kind of take it away from each other you know right you don't know who the mvp right. of the 49ers really is it's those two guys and i'm obviously always pumping the tires of Trent williams but yeah. yeah i mean that offense is just it's an, an all pro offense is what it is so uh yeah you might have four all pros on that offense right if purdy's the well if prescott's the MVP, he'll be first-team All-Pro, but Purdy will probably be second-team All-Pro. McCaffrey certainly first-team All-Pro along with Trent Williams. And, and Debo is such a unique player. He lost some time, and again, it's tough to, to plant Tyree Kill and A.J. Brown. Those have been the two best receivers in football this year. But you get my point. There's just so much talent there. They might split the vote, and, and Dak wins his first MVP. But, yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. So, all right, so I guess uh, to, to, you know, all the anticipation to find out who our number one team is. It's, it's obvious. <laughs> it's obviously the 49ers uh, for both yeah. of us. Um, you know, again, you can't just proof is in the pudding, so to speak. I mean, great offense, great defense. I mean, it's, it's been taken to, I don't want to say another level, but it's been reinforced uh, with the, with the acquisition of Chase Young. And it's just, it's look, they're just a really good team, John. And, and if, if they can't win a Super Bowl this season, I'm, I'm convinced they're never going to win it. I, I mean, because, like, how many... Like, if you were going to ask what team over the last decade you would expect that should have a Super Bowl championship but doesn't, 49ers. Easily. Easily. Mm-hmm. And not, not just this year or last year or a couple of years ago. It was in 2013 or 2014. This team has been the preeminent future Super Bowl champion for a decade now. And they haven't been able to pull it off. And this year, more than any, between 
how good they are, their quarterback, their defense, and just the landscape of the NFL in general. Like, they, they don't have to go, like, as good as San Francisco was, if they happen to go up against, uh, you know, the, the Bucks and Brady, it, you're still not going to, you know, bet the house on the 49ers because you never know. But they don't have that in the NFC, NFC right now. You don't have that. Well, well, Seattle a decade ago when they yeah. lost the NFC Championship game, a close game in Seattle, right. exactly. So, either way. Well, the thing about San Francisco, the 49ers to me are football's version of the Celtics. Like, the Celtics are the best team in yeah. basketball. No, that's, that's a it's good time to win. You know, it's time to win. And they're kind of a similar track record the last four years, right? They've each lost in a championship round. Mm-hmm. Um, the 49ers to the Chiefs after having a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. The Celtics to the Warriors after being up two games to one. They both lost in conference championship games that they probably should have won, and they didn't. So, yeah, I mean, it's very, very similar. It's time for the 49ers and Celtics to get it right and win a championship because the window can only stay open so long. I mean, I think the Celtics maybe have a longer window because of their players are young oh, yeah. and they're retaining their players. Football's tough to keep that roster together. I mean, at some point, Brock Purdy's going to be looking for money. What do you do at that point? So, and well, and, and look, Chase I young, mean... You know, they keep Chase Young, that's going to cost. And, and John, and, and this is the, the, the elephant in the room, it, it's, it's the regression, and we're seeing it from every single quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. What we never saw was regression from Tom Brady, and that's that's and again, that's the problem that people can't. He's 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 different. Let's stop comparing him or, or or putting him as the standard for every quarterback, okay? Because like that's that's why people like look, Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes has regressed. It it look at look at the numbers, look at the performance. It's it's just natural, and we've seen that across the league, John. Josh Allen hit a peak. Jalen Hurts, he had a peak last year. He's regressed this year. T- Trevor Lawrence, I never really reached this level. Um, who else? Who else am I missing here in terms of uh, Joe Burrow? But Joe, again, this has been injury. But that's part year, of it, right? John. Though that, that's sure. part. Yeah, that's part of the factors. Like yeah. I mean, at a certain point, you're like, okay, like I understand, like some of these injuries are, are like Rob Gronkowski had some freak injuries. That didn't change the fact that injuries greatly impacted his... I mean, look, he managed to overcome yep. a lot and has had quite the legacy, but, I mean, talk about playing the what-if game. What if he was healthy for his career? Like, th- oh, sure. like yeah, I mean, yeah, there yeah. wouldn't even be a... Qu- I mean, look, I, I... You know, when people say he's the greatest tight end of all time, I, I, I'm i not going to argue against it, but I'm not necessarily going to... And people are like, wow, you, you don't think Gronk... I'm like, no, because it's like, look, I... I he was dominant. I mean, maybe the highest peak... I think of any tight end in NFL history, um, but but I think it does a disservice um, to some of the certainly the the older crowd, the Kellen Winslows of the world, the you know the Mike Ditkas, you know that type of crowd. Tony they, Gonzalez, the, to me Tony, is the Gonzalez, tight end Tony Gonzalez, yeah. 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 I mean, again, that that's why it's funny when Chiefs fans say, you know, Travis Kelsey is the goat. I'm like, he's not even the best tight end in your franchise's right. history. No, he's not. Like, he's I mean, not. like. Let's let's be honest. I'm not trying to knock the, knock the guy, but it's like, all right, he's a, he's a big wide receiver. I get it. So he he's a proficient, uh, very proficient um, offensive weapon as a tight end. That's great. But like the tight end position is a hybrid position. It's not a strictly offensive position. So if you want to break it down, well, no, he's not the best tight end of all time or the greatest tight end of all time. And you know, again, this is 
you know, I, I don't even know where I'm go- going with this right now, to be honest. Can I make this comparison? Sure, so in go ahead. Terms of, again, great players. So Bruce Smith is the all-time sack leader, yeah. right? Reggie White was better. Oh, sure. Because yeah. Reggie White yeah. was better against the run. You could play him inside. He was just a better player. And that's not being disparaging towards Bruce Smith. Bruce Smith was an all-time great, but Reggie White was just better. It just happens that way. I right. mean, it's, it's, again, when we have these comparisons, and yeah, I, I always think Tony Gonzalez is the greatest tight end. First of all, the guy played like 15 years, never missed a game, was a good run blocker. He wasn't Gronk as a run blocker, but Kansas City always had like really good running games. So yeah. give him some credit for that, I guess. Plus, again, the durability. And, and who, the, who did he play with a quarterback? Like, again, Kelsey has Mahomes and Gronk had Brady. Awesome. And he was playing with what, Trent Green yeah. and Brody Corral. <laughs> Matt Ryan, you know, yeah. early in his career. Yeah. Hey, Matt Brody Castle. Coyle. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Brody Coyle. There's a guy who I thought was going to be really good in the NFL, so that's why you don't want to listen to me about quarterback. <laughs> the guy that I thought was going to have a really good career was Ricky Stanzi, who played at Iowa. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And I remember when he came out, I go, this guy's going to be a left-handed Tom Brady. Well, I was wrong about that. <laughs> um, I was way wrong well, about that. Well, to be fair, John, anyone who says this person's going to be uh, any Tom Brady has been wrong. Right. Every single time. That's why I'm, so yeah, that's why you're I'm not a little hesitant. I call my man yeah. Joe Burrow Baby Brady, but that's not saying Brady, well, but Baby Brady. Well, it's um, actually it's actually well, good because that that helped me recenter myself. It brought me back to what I was. I, I for a second I thought well, I forgot what my main point was, and it was talking about regression. I'm like, where am I going with this? We're talking about tight ends now, and I'm like, right. Oh, I've lost my train of thought. But no, it, it was about regression, and it's like, okay, you're seeing that across the board, John. And it's like, you know, if you're going to argue otherwise, then I, I don't. And you're kind of just blind to it. And it's like, okay, this is why, you know, you can't project 15 years of success for Patrick Mahomes and say he's on pace to be the GOAT. No. Let him play out his damn career first, and then we can talk about it. Or at least get to, like, the the, – I don't – I you know, I I, I forgot a lot of, uh, you know, high school um, uh, science, so I I don't remember exactly what atmospheres and what – what f- spheres make up the Earth's atmosphere? You know, there's layers to it. So, well, like, yeah, 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 yeah little little so different cool. sections. Well, well, well. Tom's on the on the outside looking in, and and everyone else is in that first layer of the atmosphere. Okay, including Patrick Mahomes. So, before you even want to talk about the vastness of space, get out of the atmosphere first. Then we can talk about it. So. Um, I'm feeling That's like Colin. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm heavy, yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling like Colin Coward right now with ridiculous comparisons. Or Carl so, Sagan or someone yeah. else or some other mystical. But in just closing, one thing is is quarterbacks can oftentimes be like baseball players because baseball players you see more ups and downs than mm-hmm. say NBA players. Like NBA players kind of set a level and they stay there. Like LeBron's twenty-seven, eight, and eight for his entire career, and obviously he's I think the greatest player of all time. But Jordan was also a guy that was basically thirty six rebounds, five assists, like every single year. You don't see that with quarterbacks. There's some ups and downs. Baseball players have incredibly up, incredible ups and downs, except the really greatest of all time, like Barry Bonds. Mm-hmm. I'll put Albert Pujols and Alex Rodriguez, because those, to me, are the three best players 
along with Ken Griffey Jr., the top four players that I ever saw play. I'm not old enough to say Willie Mays or Henry Aaron, but Brady's the guy who's just it's always there, right? And Peyton yeah. Manning was pretty much the same way except for his last season. You know, then he was broken down at that point. So, yeah, you don't you don't see that necessarily in quarterbacks. You're going to see some ups and downs. Like, Marino never approached 85-86 again the rest of his career. No. Maybe Mahomes doesn't approach 2018. Mike Trout, what, the last four or five years now, he's been injured a lot. I get that, but he hasn't approached what he was his first seven or eight years yeah. in the league. And everyone was telling me he's going to surpass Barry Bonds. Well, no, he not yeah exactly and that that's why it's so silly not to let these things play out because it's like you know again having these conversations just last year about oh you know you know he's what what happened like i I remember someone asking me it's like what if mahomes gets six super bowls and he has like five thousand more passing yards than brady's career and then i'm like do you understand that like in order to do that he would have to average like 340 yards passing a game for the next 15 years Right. And he's, what, less than 100 of that right now? He's, oh, I thought you meant what his no, age was. Age no, no, I'm so, well, yeah. I'm, but, yeah. but that's a factor, too. So it's like, that's that's what sure. I'm talking, that's that's the vastness of, of what he has to, the, the scope of what he has to approach. And it's like, that's why it's so foolish, and we're seeing it right now, because, John, for, for the first four years, it was he can do it with anyone it's like doesn't matter who's in there and like his athleticism is so superior that it that it you know it it it, it breaks you know it, it puts him above everyone else well i i've seen a super bowl where his athleticism should have been a determining factor and it wasn't they got blown out 31 to 9 um i i i've seen him um struggle uh, i've seen him not throw the deep ball great i've seen him do all these things that are just the opposite of what i've been told and now all of a sudden for the first time in his career, and this is the funniest part about it, John, for the first time in his career, he's had some adversity at the skill position player, at position. I'm not talking about, you know, people like, oh, you know, screaming about adversity. It's like, oh, he was injured and he came back. I'm not talking about I'm talking about dealing with a subpar supporting cast. Mm-hmm. And there, there's a couple ways you can handle it. It doesn't mean, look, I'm not... T- your, your numbers are going to go down, but it's how it's how you handle it and how you react. And, like, everyone is making every excuse in the book for why he acted the way he did the other day. And one of the common ones was, well, look at the frustration he's dealing with. I, I, you're so frustrated it's going gonna, it's gonna to cause you to completely lose your composure? That doesn't scream goat material to me, John. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yep. and, look, it sounds harsh. But that's the standard that you want to hold him to, and that's the standard he's going to be judged at. And right now, he's, he's kind of failing that standard. So, you know, it is what it is. It, it's it's tough. It's a hard sport to project, especially one so physical, and certainly one that, again, is you, you brought up Mike Trout in baseball, and there's other examples in, in football where it's like, you know, these guys looked great for, you know, two or three years, and then all of a sudden, boom, gone. I mean, just just imagine what we were talking about about Russell Wilson just a few years ago. And then he just disappeared off the face of the map and looked like he forgot how to play football. So, I don't know. Yep. We'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. But anyways, anyways, that's going to do it for us here today. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday. We'll kind of get ready for week 15. And, uh, well, season's almost over. It's almost postseason time, and uh, it's going to be fun. So, uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And um, we'll talk to you tomorrow or Thursday. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? 
Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 